I was just curious when the makeup artist was going to show up. Uh, I'm scheduling uh, conflict tonight. <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to be able to do this <laughs> this podcast. Then I've got standards. Uh, got standards. You guys edit. <laughs> we'll, we'll give you one of those uh, photo fa- or uh, those uh, filters from Instagram or something. Well, you know. I know that some of my family members use those, and it just looks weird. Yeah. As long as you don't have a mirror behind the top of my head, I'm probably pretty good. (laughs) We're here. We are starting this thing. I know. I can't (laughs) believe it. I can't believe it. It's been a long time coming. Yeah, you know, we've talked about it a lot, and it's. I think a lot of people talk about this type of thing and yeah. wanting to do something like this. And yeah. I think, you know, having the opportunity, having, you know, the place, the tools, uh, your help with this has been amazing. And I'm just kind of shocked that, you know, we're getting ready to do this because yeah. so many things we talk about are just hopes and dreams, and someday we'll do something and it never happens. And, man, this is about to... It's about to happen. It's about to, it's it's about to get real. Yeah. Um, real quick, I want to thank everybody for joining us and starting this brotherhood, this journey with us. Um, we've been, as we said, working on this for a long time, dreaming about it, and now it's actually happening. And we want to thank you guys in advance for joining us and following us. And real quick, before we get started, I'd like to invite you guys to check out our YouTube page. Hit like, subscribe, hit that little bell for notifications so you know whenever we put out new content. And go to our website, RighteousSavages.com. Follow all of our social medias. We'll be putting out content um, on a regular basis on there. And Yeah, we're excited. And you've probably had the same reaction that I have. We've had a lot of people, I think, wanting, not that they're looking forward to just me and you necessarily, but I think there's a lot of people, a lot of guys out there that are wanting this type of information this type of content and right now people don't even know what that is because we haven't started this yet but anytime we mention righteous savages um or what this is about people their ears perk up and they get excited like hey what's what's this all about and just the from the little teasers we've put out and a little bit of information it's stirred a lot of interest and we appreciate that and i think we want to really start to fill people in on what this is about and I think kind of maybe the first place to go here is really kind of describe maybe the the name here what we got going on righteous savages what that really means to us yeah. what we kind of hope it means to other people um, and it's essentially what it means to me is I think as as men who want to be leaders of our families and protectors of our families and communities whether you're just a civilian or law enforcement or military um, that takes a, a certain level of savageness, I guess, to put it a different way. And it's not that they're, we're out there looking for violence. Uh, we're not, you know, uh, somewhere in the Bible it says something about a patient man is, is, is better than somebody that is savage necessarily. So there are other virtuous aspects to uh, being a godly leader. But I think... In order to really have the mindset of, of protecting, you also have to understand what we're up against. We're not up against just fluffy little bunnies walking through our backyard. What we're up against is a serious 
level of evil and and violence and crime yeah. in our society yep. and community. And if you sugarcoat that and pretend that it doesn't exist, there's you're never going to think that there's a need to to fight that. Um, and once you understand what's really out there, yeah, you also begin to understand what it's going to take to battle that. It's going to take you know not just the the physical abilities. We're not asking people to go out there and start working out 10 hours a day. So somehow you can have a, a, the physical ability yeah. to overcome anybody. Uh, it's more about the mindset. Uh, mentally, it's a more about your spiritual mindset and knowing the spiritual battle uh, we're up against. And it takes a bit of savagery to understand like what it's going to take to fight that battle. Where the word righteous comes in, is like I said, we're not looking for an unrighteous battle. We're not just looking for violence. Uh, we're trying to avoid that at all costs. Um, and so righteous just means doing the right thing, being the yep. person that can step up to the plate, take the the DNA that's in him as a man and be able to protect your family physically, spiritually, um, and do that for all the right reasons. And that's kind of the history behind, well, at least in my idea, my mind of where Righteous Savages comes from, what it means, whether that name, we hope that people relate to that and kind of take that on as a as a identity of, yeah, you know what? I think that's me. I think I could be or I am a Righteous Savage. And it do- definitely doesn't mean we think we're better than anybody. It doesn't mean that we're somehow we're righteous. The Bible says there's not any righteous people out there, not even one. And so please understand that that's not where we're coming from. And we're going to talk a lot about our faith in this endeavor. Um, And it does not mean that somehow we think we are better than other people. But we are going to talk about the truth. Yeah. And sometimes that is going to, you know, maybe hurt some feelings. I don't know. I saw I was reading a book last night and I was talking about Tom Landry, the football coach, uh, former football coach for the Dallas Cowboys. And he was talking about what it takes to be a coach. And one of the first things it takes is you have to tell people sometimes what they don't want to hear. Whether that's athletes, whether that's people, you know, close to you, close friends. And if we're all honest about it, that's absolutely the truth. And, you know, if you want to grow and get better, we can't just pat each other on the back all the time and say, hey, you're great all the time. Nothing's wrong. We have to, to point that stuff out. So in this podcast... You know, we're not going to try to be mean or judgmental, but if we believe it's the truth, we're going to tell you what we believe. And we hope that people, you know, take this as a platform. You know, we're not trying to get any big debates with people, but we, we, we're open to discussion with people about stuff, but we're not going to sit back and, you know, pretend what's true is not true. And you see that everywhere today. Yeah, 100%. I think one thing that you talked about, the spiritual side of things, I think that's something that we, we've kind of lost sight of, that we are actually in a war, and there's actual evil out there in the world that is trying to uh, do bad things to people. That it wants, it desires to destroy, to steal, to kill, whatever it can. And that comes from the root of sin, you know. Mm-hmm. But um, I think even in, in when we're talking about the Bible, there's a lot of practicality to what it means to be a protector, to be a man, you know, I mean, in Corinthians, it says, act like a man, be courageous, be strong. And I think that that's something that um, is lost in society today. We've got so many people saying, you know, well, 
masculinity. This is a toxic thing. We shouldn't be shouldn't teach our boys to to learn how to fight, to learn how to to stick up for those that are weaker than them, but to be a sheepdog, to borrow the Chris Kyle, you know, um, movie connotation. It's we've got, um, but as you said earlier, uh, with my uh, with my son, there's some times where he's starting to play basketball, and uh, he doesn't he doesn't want me to be hard on him sometimes, but sometimes I have to tell him, buddy, you're not doing enough. If you want to be good at this, you got to push yourself. You've got to get out there. So that's mm-hmm. kind of that that um, that whole thought of. You know, sometimes the truth, I love my son, but sometimes I have to tell him the truth and sometimes he doesn't want to hear it. And uh, that's the same way, you know, our Heavenly Father is too, is he wants us to know the truth and sometimes we don't want to hear that. Yep. So this is, you know, this podcast is going to be a mix, I think. We are -hmm. are going to bring, we're not just going to turn on the video cameras and and preach to people. We're not just going to tell everybody what's wrong with them. Um, we're going to talk about a lot of different stuff. We're going to talk about, you know, our hobbies, what we like to do, you know, firearms training and, and shooting uh, and other stuff we like to do, whether it's camping or cooking food and barbecue or whatever. We, we want to talk about that stuff. Uh, we want to there's all kinds of things we want to talk about, uh, but we do not want people to think that we are something that we're not. I think right. so many people are afraid. Oh, I don't really want to tell people what I really believe. And people are under a lot of pressure because yeah. they know that people close to them are, they think, are going to be, you know, pushed away by something like that. And I think what's really going on is most people, they actually do want you to talk about it because in their mind, they're looking for that same information you're talking about. We kind of make up things in our mind that aren't true. You know, the acronym for fear is false evidence appearing real. Sometimes we just make up in our mind, you know, if I, if I talk about my faith, somebody's going to feel weird or offended about it, so I'm just not going to say it. Well, how do you know? How do you know they're going to feel that way? You don't. You just made it up in your mind. That whole vision that you just had was your imagination. Yep. And what's really going on is that person probably is out there searching for some answers, possibly, Yeah. and you might have the answer. Yeah. You know, I saw there was a little video on Instagram the other night I saw where it was a guy talking about uh, a corner in San Francisco. Did you, I don't know if you saw this mm-hmm. or not. This guy was a corner in San Francisco and a lot of people jumped off the Golden Gate Bridge. He went to a lot of death investigations and what they had to do was follow up. You know, why did this person fall off the bridge? Were they pushed or was it a suicide? Um, and so they had to go back through their history and figure out were they having any problems? Was their life really hard? And one time, and this guy had done hundreds upon hundreds of death investigations. And he went to this one guy who had, who had passed away, jumped off the bridge, went to his apartment, looked through his house and found a suicide note said, basically my life is worthless and I don't feel like living. I'm going to walk to the golden gate bridge. The note said, if one person stops to me, stops me. And even so much as says hi to me, I will not go through with this. And nobody stopped and talked to this guy. Mm. And to think how powerful it is knowing what one word to somebody could mean to them, you have no idea what they're going through. Yeah. And so we imagine that all these things in our minds 
for reasons why not to say something and why not to talk to somebody. So I hope this podcast accomplishes some of that. It's, you know, it's very difficult to go just walk down the street and walk into McDonald's and start talking to people. Yeah. Uh, especially the society we live in today, it's very difficult to create, you know, rapport with somebody on a stranger basis. And there's a lot of guys that do that very well. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think this is a place for people to be like, you know what? I think I'm going to pop on here and see what these guys are talking about. And I hope that at some point we can offer some hope to people Yeah. about, you know, life, about issues, about marriage, about who knows what. Yeah. And that we can be a positive influence on people. I think that one of the biggest things that I'd like to do here is inspire men to engage because we got a lot of guys out there that, that aren't engaged, whether they've been beat down by society or, or their job or just their marriage isn't, isn't what they hoped it would be. Or, you know, maybe their kids hate them, you know, maybe they're later on in life yeah. and they've, they've burned some bridges, but I want to, I want this to be kind of a, a inspiration for guys to engage, to, you know, to not shy away from the hard things. Because I think that a lot of, a lot of our issues as men is we, we tend to like to get passive sometimes. And when we get passive, things start to fall apart. And I think that one of the biggest things is to inspire, not to not to preach at, but to inspire. Hey, there's something better. And we don't have all the answers. We know who does, but we're we're just out here on a journey trying to trying to help inspire other men and women. You know, this is not yeah. just a just just for men, but uh, just inspire those who may be sitting in passivity to come yeah. out and. And engage. I think what we're really, you know, one of the things we're trying to create is like a team environment. Mm-hmm. So ask anybody who's ever lived that's been part of a team, whether it's a football team, baseball, they've been a police officer, been in the military. That team environment is one of the greatest things that man has ever conceived. To be able to join in with other people that have the same goal, trying to mm-hmm. accomplish the same mission. Yep is all of a sudden it's inspiring to everybody in the snowball effect. And it's awesome to be part of that. You ask anybody, you know, I recently retired from my law enforcement career and whether you're military law enforcement, you've been on a, you know, a football team, you know, high school or pro or whatever you ask anybody, you know, five years, 10 years later, what they miss the most about their job. It's the camaraderie, mm-hmm. the, the team environment. And I really hope we can accomplish the the feat of kind of starting this righteous savages team. Like, yes, you are a part of what we believe in. You are a part of this group and we're here to support each other. However that, you know, shakes out in this thing. I mean, who knows? This is day one, episode one on this podcast. And I don't know, you know, we really don't know what this is going to look like, but God's got a plan for it. Absolutely. We don't know what it's going to be like, but I'm trusting in him that his plan is going to, you know, get us where we need to be. Um, and I'm excited about it. I also, I don't want anybody to misunderstand where we come from, what we believe in. I think we could do 10 episodes on really what our faith is, like what we really believe in. And I think, you know, maybe we will get into that, you know, pretty soon. Yeah. Uh, but Bottom line is we're born again, born again Christians yep. who believe that Jesus Christ is God, is alive, was crucified for our sins and rose from the dead. And if you believe in him, you're going to be in heaven with him one day. And that's pretty much as simple yep. as you can get. Um, there's a lot of other nuance of all, to all of that. But 
um, at the core of everything we do. If you don't have some hardcore fundamental belief, I don't know what anything else means. I'm, you know, if you're an atheist or agnostic and you just believe you're just random molecules in the universe, I don't know how you go on living with a purpose or accomplish a whole lot. Um, and you can, I'm sure there are a lot of people do, but man, once you have, you know, God is your foundation, you know, there's, there's no stopping you. There's nothing, um, that's going to be holding you back. Mm -hmm. And, um, we just want to encourage people to think about where you're at in your life, what you believe in. So many people go through their lives like, I don't know what I believe in. And until things get really bad, Mm -hmm. then all of a sudden, you know, oh, this is serious. Like I've got a terminal disease or I've been in a bad car wreck or somebody else. And once things get really bad in their lives, all of a sudden people, Start second guessing. If things are real easy and you don't have any problems and you've got all the money in the world and and there and you have seem to have no issues, people like to push God to the back burner. Mm-hmm. Um, but even those people that claim to be, I'm a self made man and I don't need God and I don't need religion. You know, when things get rough. All of a sudden, people start to lean towards needing that, and and we don't think religion. You know, Christianity. I don't look at it as at least my life, I don't look at it as religious. I don't describe myself as religious at all. Um, I think Jesus, you know, really talked a lot in the Bible about people being religious and putting on a show and worshiping things and, and, and habits and, you know, certain things you can and can't do. Um, and we're all about relationship. Relationship with Jesus, the mm-hmm. master of the universe who created everything, that's what we're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I well, I, I'm not religious. I'm just spiritual. Yeah. yeah. That's what the, that's what the, the hippies always say, you know, yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah. no, but I, I think that's absolutely mm-hmm. true. We, we've, we are called to something higher. You know, the, the Bible calls all of us who call Jesus, our Lord and savior to something higher. That's why it's hard. Nobody can attain that, but we can strive for it. And yeah. I think that that's, that's really the big thing is that, both you and I have been through things in our lives that we've, you know, can't explain, but God was there for us and brought us through some hard, some hard times. Yeah. And, uh, I think that, um, really, honestly, I think everybody kind of like to get to know you and me kind of on a, what's our background, how we're, mm-hmm. where we came from and how this kind of came about. And we'll, we'll, let's talk about that for a minute. So give us your quick Dave People Kim. always say, give me your elevator speech. Yeah. I can't do an elevator speech. <laughs> yeah. I can't give you the 30-second the version, but maybe we'll give you the, the five-minute version here uh, of what's going on. So I'm a, you know, here we are in southern Illinois. I'm, I'm from here, from Carterville. Um, grew up here. My dad um, went to, came down here from up north, went to SIU, got a teaching job. My dad was Ray Kemp, Mr. Kemp at Carterville High School, and he was a teacher there for 32 years. And so uh, I grew up in this area and never really thought about getting a career in law enforcement. Um, was never, and I, I was never one of those kids who was like, I always want to be a police officer, um, you know. And, after, you know, about halfway through college, started thinking about that was something I wanted to do. So I got into law enforcement at a pretty young age at uh, 22 years old, started my law enforcement career in Decatur, Illinois, and was pretty much hooked from the beginning. It was kind of one of those jobs where once I started and really got into the groove of things, I thought this is what I was kind of meant to do. I don't know 
You know, I like doing a lot of things. I, I, I probably like doing too many things. <laughs> and I always think that I would be really good. In my mind, I could be a NASCAR <laughs> race driver. I could be a professional golfer. I could do, I could do a million things, uh, which is actually not true. Um, but I always just thought, you know, there's so many things I like to do. But once I got into law enforcement, man, it just really clicked. I had a bunch, a group of guys I liked working with, uh, and it was just, I felt like, and I tried to treat it like it was what I was meant to do. And I liked it so much because I did think I had a purpose there from God to do mm-hmm. something, whether it was to help people who couldn't help themselves. And I'll be honest, I was not the police officer that said, you know what, I want to be a policeman so I can help the little old ladies across the street, which I wish I would have had that. I wish that was my original motivating desire. And it sounds kind of like a jerk thing to say. My original desire was I just want to do cool cop stuff. I want to, you know, chase bad guys and and arrest people with guns and drugs. And I want to arrest armed robbers. And like, I want to do that stuff. And I felt like I could do the risky stuff because God was on my side. And it didn't mean I was reckless, but what we do is dangerous. And I just, you know, pass that off to the side. I'm like, I don't care. You know, I do have a family. I've got a wife. I got kids. Uh, But somebody's got to do this job. Somebody's got to be the one that goes into the house where the home invasion just happened. And there's guys with guns in there. Yeah. Who else? Who else is going to do it? And I felt like, you know what? I think I'm called to do this, and I enjoyed it. And I'm glad I didn't tell my wife about all the details of some of those calls because, you know, she might have, you know. Pushed you to another career. Yeah. <laughs> Why don't you try that baseball thing? But who knows? So I worked in Decatur for four years. We had uh, my first couple of uh, kids there, uh, Nathan and, and Shane, while we were living in Decatur. And, it, you know, we realized this – style of living where you know my wife's at home with two kids we're in a town we don't know anybody it was extremely rough uh, and you know make no bones about it a police career a military career a lot of careers are meat grinders for relationships yep. because of the hours shift work In 1998, and started my law enforcement career there and ran the whole gamut of doing everything you can do in law enforcement from work patrol, midnights, evenings, day watch. Uh, got assigned as a, to the investigations division, uh, worked a drug unit, narcotics unit for three years, came back out, was doing firearms instruction. I was the training officer for several years, got promoted to sergeant, supervised the patrol division. Um, worked midnights as a sergeant for about eight years, got promoted to lieutenant. All that while as a sergeant and lieutenant, I was the SWAT commander for our SWAT team for about 15 years. Um, And so all kinds of experience in the SWAT world, which would take us probably three episodes to talk about. (laughs) We'll get there. But I kind of really connected to the, the firearms instruction. And I think... You know, I'm not the best shooter in the world, um, but I, I pride myself on being kind of the, the teacher slash professor, professor style of trainer and coach. And I've told people before that even, you know, Tiger Woods has a golf coach. Yep. And it's like, well, how come that guy isn't better than Tiger? How come he's not playing on the tour? Um, 
And it's because those people have a gift and a skill of evaluating people and, yeah. and, and guiding them on where they need to go to, to be the best they can be. Um, and so that was kind of my style. And I really enjoy teaching firearms and coaching people. And in 2013, uh, we opened a gun range in Marion called Tombstone Gun Range. And we've been doing all kinds of training and classes there for the last 10 years. And that's been a whole other just uh, realm of being able to gather information on firearms training and students and, and what works and what doesn't. It was kind of like a training grounds for me to be a firearms instructor. Yeah. And I'd done that through the PD for a long time. But when we started teaching civilians through the range, Man, you really see it all. Yeah. All then. <laughs> For sure. Uh, not that cops are better shooters than civilians. Actually, they're probably not these days, but um, it was really eye-opening. And so um, that's kind of where we're at, where we come today to where now, just a couple weeks ago, I retired from my law enforcement career after 29 years and four months. <laughs> it's kind of like when you ask a kid how old they are, they're like seven and a half. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. that's where I'm at with my law enforcement experience. I was never in the military. Um, I really appreciate guys like you and and my oldest son, Nathan, who uh, were in the military. And I have a, a much greater respect and appreciation for what they do and what they sacrifice and what that means for everybody in the military uh, to do that. Um, I also, you know, just really appreciate what the police in America also yeah. do. Uh, for our country and, and I'll I can sit here and tell you without any hesitation that if we didn't have a bunch of good cops working around here this country would go down the tubes in about two days yeah. and I've seen it firsthand I've seen it when we have natural disasters and tornadoes and hurricanes and the power's out and all of a sudden there's no police around you want to see what kind of people there are in the world and what kind of evil and bad mm -hmm. just have the power go out in your town for two days and see what happens it's like they just come up out of the woodwork and just, you know, all of a sudden, all the things that were pressed down and hidden in society, they come out because they think there's not any consequence now and they can get away. And it's shocking and it's out there uh, big time. So um, I enjoyed my law enforcement career. I'm glad to be, I will miss it for sure. I'm glad to be moving on to other stuff. I'm glad to uh, never, ever have to work shift work <laughs> ever again <laughs> i told somebody the other day it feels like i've been released from prison a little yeah. bit you know like i'm out i'm free now um so uh, excited to move on to the next chapter whatever that holds and uh see where we go from here yeah awesome awesome well, i'll give you a little bit of background about myself now i'm uh, uh john wheaton i'm originally from marion so we're both southern illinois born and raised uh, my dad was a preacher when I was a kid. We moved around quite a bit over to Missouri and came back to Illinois probably when I think I was about eight years old, so early 90s, and uh, <clears throat> stayed around here. Dad owned a business, and he pastored churches on the side, just little country churches. And uh, when I got out of high school, I was working, trying to figure out what I was going to do, and then 9-11 happened. I still remember the morning um to this day, mm -hmm. what was going on? My mom wakes me up and something's going on in New York. And I walked down the stairs to our living room, saw the second plane hit. Dad looks at me and he's like, we're being attacked. 
And after about an hour, I was like, I'm going to join the military. Decided I was going to join. First, I went to a Marine recruiter. My mom smartly talked me into the Air Force. (laughs) (laughs) For various reasons. (laughs) Although I get a lot of uh, grief sometimes, all in good fun. Um, I'm glad she did. It helped me out when I got out in the civilian world. But uh, I wanted to serve. And so we... I went into the Air Force and 12 years later got out. Um, I was going to school and trying to figure out, had every intention of getting my degree, going to Texas, because I love Texas. That's where I did my original training and uh, happened to have a class with a tall, skinny, beautiful brunette. And uh, 15 years, well, actually 18 years later, we have three kids and uh, we're sitting in my basement right now. But mm-hmm. um Two biological kids and a foster child. We're hoping to adopt at some point. Um, but, yeah, and always had an, a, a love for firearms from the time I shot my first gun when I was about eight years old. And um, although it's kind of interesting because that was a 12-gauge shotgun and I ended up on my butt, but I still loved it. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, so 2020 really kind of was like a turning point for me to start thinking more about I'd always shot, done a lot of done a lot of shooting and stuff like that, but never really got serious into the tactical training and, and that kind of thing. And, um, 2020 happened and I saw just kind of this shift in what was going on in culture and society. And I'm like, maybe I should start training, stop watching YouTube and get out and start training. So I'd come out to the range several times and I became a member and started taking classes with you. Mm-hmm. And over time became a upped my skill level and then approached you as like, Hey, I want to be an instructor. And kind of, you took me under my, mm-hmm. under your wing and, and, uh, got me there. And I, uh, I've learned a ton just working with you, but I, um, I, I think it was probably around the first time we had a tactical weekend that we really started talking about this. And, uh, we, you did the, the shirt, which I'm wearing right now, but on the back of it, it actually has the words righteous savage. And you were the one that kind of coined mm-hmm. that phrase. And I was like, man, that's really good. Just the idea of what that means. Yeah. And we started talking over the next couple of months. And then a couple of months ago, you were like, dude, we should do a podcast about this. And I was like, yeah, let's do it. And so here we are. Yeah. <laughs> so, time. Yeah, so, um, it's, it's cool. It's, it's really cool. And I think that, um, that what we have, in the future and what, what it holds for us is really cool. We're going to do a lot of really cool things, even some tactical training and, um, do some classes and stuff like that. And just really start hoping to equip people with what, um, what they need to, to face what I think is coming. Yeah. Yeah. So So we'll definitely get out and do some, we'll do some video on the range. We'll talk about a lot of that stuff and, and gear and shooting and, and those type of things, because I think, like you said, there's a lot of people that are kind of, you know, realizing hey, maybe I need to get out. And that's probably the hardest aspect of our job as trainers is to get people to understand. And you might want to actually try to learn how to use this tool. You can buy yeah. a handgun. It's a false sense of security about how easy it is. You just picked up the thing and pull the trigger. Like most people don't understand that there are a lot more nuance and complexities to this whole situation and things just don't happen once again we make up things in our mind in our imagination well this is a gun and i know how to use it and i know how to be safe with it and i'll just i'll be fine and as soon as we add just a little bit of pressure just
want to try to encourage people to be honest, like be honest about what you're doing with your skill level. Like, yeah. why are you even buying a gun? Like, are you going to really try to use this thing? Is it, or is it just, you're just going to stick it in a drawer somewhere? Um, we, so we want to be honest with people. Like I said, we don't want to be mean necessarily be yeah. a jerk to somebody, but we don't want people to have a false sense of security about what that is. Uh, you know, we also are not going to sugarcoat our beliefs about, the Second Amendment uh, and how we feel and believe about uh, our rights as gun owners in this country. Uh, so we're going to be sharing a lot of that information with people, especially living in the wonderful state of Illinois. <laughs> um, yeah. Holy cow, we're, there, we're yeah. up against a lot. Yeah. Um, and, you know, just, you know, for example, here we are, we own a range. We help people get concealed carry licenses. We do a lot of uh, people applying for FOID cards, and, and now all of a sudden, Illinois is requiring people to register their AR-15s, and people are coming to us like, hey, can you help me do this? And my gut feeling is, no, I don't want to help you <laughs> right. do this. Like, uh, you know, we want people to ultimately um, not get themselves in trouble, but we're yeah. got to we're going to facing a dilemma here. Yeah. Um, and so most of the time we actually encourage people, you know what, you might want to think about this for another little while. Yeah. You know, don't just jump into whatever the government is telling you to do. You know, if, if you don't have to, if you got some extra time, like you do right now, let's just wait on this and sit on it. But, um, you know, beyond that, I think, you know, some of the things that are important to us obviously is, is family. Yep. Um, you know, we can't just be these righteous savages that run around wild uh, without, you know, treating our families right. Yeah. Um, without, you know, being honest with people. Uh, we definitely want people to understand. Like I said earlier, we're not perfect by any means. We're not trying to put ourselves up on a pedestal, but family is important. I've been very fortunate and lucky enough to uh, been married to an awesome, awesome woman. My wife, Sheila, and I have been married for 30 years. And to to go through that, for her to put up with me for 30 years as a police officer working midnights and crazy shifts is a miracle. If you don't believe in God, understand that I've been married <laughs> for 30 years as a police officer. I don't think there's any other explanation other than that was a miracle. It would be interesting to see the percentages of, <laughs> of, of marriages that make it that long. I was talking to her recently. I said, how many cops that have been cops for 30 years have been married for 30 years? I guess, I don't know. Uh, so I credit a lot of that to her and just the, the saint of a woman she she is. And, and, it, and it's, it's definitely been a team effort, you know, so our family – Unit is extremely important to yep. us, uh, and we want people to understand that. Yeah, we're you know going to talk about you know getting out on the range and doing cool stuff. We don't ever want people to put their family on the back burner uh, to accomplish just doing the fun things necessarily. But uh, it's critical that we let people understand. You know, that's that's the foundation of our country, and it's yep. the foundation of everything going good here in the future is keeping families together. Yep. And, you know, if we can try to help people out with that one way or the other, uh, you know, and people always ask us whenever, whenever we tell people we've been married 30 years, it's like, well, how, what's the secret? How come you've been married so long? We've got God at the, at the center of our lives. It's the foundation. And without it, 
you've got nothing to uh, recover to. There's nothing uh, like if all you have is just a physical relationship with somebody, that's it. Yeah. You know, that's, I don't know if that's going to last very long or not. Probably not. You know, if all you have is a, is a earthly relationship with no basis for, you know, the big picture of things, it's, I promise you it's going to be very difficult. And there are people that, that don't necessarily have a relationship with God that are married uh, for a long time. So I'm not going to just sit here and say it's not uh, impossible. But, man, if you want to flourish yeah. in a relationship, if, if you want to do more than just chug on down the road with no life and no joy, you know, get on the side of giving it over to God and watch your relationship flourish because you do have that that foundation you know that there's you've got you know god there helping you and carrying you and and providing things for you that you don't even know about and that's that's how i look at at my relationship is man there's no telling how many times god stepped in and we didn't know it yeah no and And you don't know it until you're past it and then you look back you're like oh wow that was god all the time yeah i've definitely had that in my life too no way so yeah uh, we want this, what we're doing here, and it's going to be more than just the podcast. It's going to be more than just us sitting in your basement talking to each other. <laughs> you know, we are going to hit a bunch of topics. We're going to try and get out and give you guys uh, information based on our experience and what we've been through and the knowledge we've gained. We want to transfer that knowledge to people. We're going to get out on the range and we're going to do stuff out there. We're going to, you know, try and talk about some current events and give you our opinions on what's yep. going on. Uh, maybe do some reaction videos to certain yeah, things, yeah. you know, whether it's just it's something in the news, current events, uh, whatever. Uh, point out some obvious, funny, hilarious stuff that's going <laughs> on uh, in the world out there. Uh, we'll see about politics. I don't know. I'm sure we'll get into politics. You can't hardly talk some, about world at, events without getting it. You can't hardly talk about anything because everything's political nowadays. You yeah. know, it seems and like. I'm not, I'm not afraid to get into into politics. I think a lot of people like to get out there and just shout a lot of stuff without thinking about it a whole lot. But I'm a, I like to consider myself a pretty reasonable person. Yeah. Um, we, you know, without any doubt, I'm a very conservative person politically speaking. Um, but. I want us to be honest in our conversations uh, about what's going on and not just blindly follow one group or the other. Yeah. Uh, Let's, you know, let's, let's talk about it and let's, you know, I don't want to be, you know, so far to one side or the other that you just automatically shut people down. If we can have a conversation about it and talk about some things, great. Um, There's some things in that spectrum that are, so hardcore that you'd probably never change any minds. Yeah. And I don't think we're not really setting this up to get out there and, and, uh, try to change people's minds about stuff. I think people already know what they're looking for. Yeah. And they might tune into us and be like, I wonder what these guys think about some things. We, we talk about our beliefs and maybe people will be like, you know what? I, I think I believe that way too. And we get people, uh, joined in on the group. Um, so we'll see about, you know, politics. It's not, I'm not afraid at all to tell people about who I voted for yeah. or who I'm going to vote for or kind of what I'm leaning and why. Um, but um, sometimes those conversations get uh, can get crazy yeah. in a hurry. And I think it should be we should be respectful to everybody as possible. One of the things that kind of digs me 
we maybe we mentioned this on one of our teasers before or not, uh, but I don't think us as Christians should really engage in the habit of necessarily making fun of people a whole lot. Yeah. And I will, if I see a meme or something on Instagram making fun of, you know, somebody from the other side, I'm going to laugh about it because it's just funny. I mean, I, I probably am. But it doesn't mean as somebody in the public eye, like we are at this point, yeah. um, or just in the business of, of necessarily, you know, making fun of people. Um, so if I need to make a point of, you know, why somebody's wrong in their political decisions, I will make it. Yeah, we'll make it. Uh, but I think uh, I want to be professional about how we do things, how yeah. we handle it. I don't want this to be, you know, the juvenile, you know, show where we act like 12 year olds yeah. and, you know, just, you know, do dumb stuff. Like I'm all about having fun and laughing and being mm-hmm. entertaining, but I want to be professional at what we do too. And I want to be professional in explaining our opinions and our beliefs. And we'll be solid in that. I'm not going to waver at all about why I believe certain things or when it comes to politics or life or our faith or whatever. Uh, but I think I want to bring that, you know, level of professionalism yes. to, to this kind of space, I guess, of, of what we're doing and not, you know, be juvenile about it. Exactly. Yeah. I think that um, there's enough of that out there of just poking fun and, and from both sides that, you know, I think that having the maturity to be able to articulate your, your beliefs and your views to somebody and speak truth. I think that the biggest thing for me in this is I want the truth to reign supreme. And uh, a lot of times when you present people with truth, they get angry because mm-hmm. deep down they realize it's the truth, but they don't want to deal with that uh, yeah. because it, the truth calls you out to action, you know, to, in some way. And so a lot of times what you get as a reaction is you either get anger or you get repentance. Um, especially when you're talking about the gospel, maybe, maybe change would be a more accurate for, for something that wasn't Bible based. But when the truth is presented and you have somebody who's willing to accept it, they're either going to change or they're going to get angry. So I think that that's, that's really, um, what we, what we want to strive for is speaking the truth in all circumstances. And, uh, well, dude, it's been awesome. It's been a lot of fun. This is yeah, I'm this excited. Is the start and, of the of the journey, man. And obviously, we want to be we want to get some feedback from everybody about kind of what they mm-hmm. want to hear. Like, hey, do you want to hear us talk about politics, or do you want to hear us give you our opinion on certain current events? You know, we definitely want feedback on on that, and uh, we can definitely try to tailor some of this stuff to to the consumer. <laughs> yeah, we're here for you guys. <laughs> No, this is yeah. this is uh, this is really exciting to get this thing kicked off, and we're going to be trying to get an episode out about around a week. It's going to probably take us a few weeks to kind of get our cadence going. With, with I, I still work a civilian job. I'm not retired like you, yeah. where I have all this free time. I've still know? got a couple other jobs. <laughs> yeah, you run a range and yeah. all kinds of stuff. Yeah, but um, once again, before we before we let you guys go, I'd like to thank you for joining us for our inaugural episode and. Um, we're really excited about what the future has in store. Head over to our website, righteoussavages.com. Hit us up on our social medias. Uh, we're going to be, basically most of our episodes will be posted on YouTube and also Rumble. Those two platforms will be where you can find these episodes in in their entirety with video. And we'll also be on all of your uh, podcast applications on your phone, Apple Podcasts, 
Spotify. Um, so follow us on those. Share these videos with your friends and invite people in that you think would be interested in what we have to present. Um, thank you guys so much for coming here and uh, checking us out. And we'll see you next time.